Instead of um, Farmville, it's Starville. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. I used to do the Marvel version, um, and I lost interest. I mean, I played it quite a bit, and it's almost exactly the same thing, but it's not Star Wars. And I have a true, like, childhood love of Star Wars. So that's really, it's really kept me in longer than I should have stayed. Alas. Alas, the lack of a Larry. But I'm always wanting to see what they put in there next because they've taken, I'd say, well, the game came out of the Clone Wars. I mean, all the content they have is almost exclusively from Clone Wars, except for, you know, the core people from the uh, original trilogy. Um, And then they got a few from the last three, but not a lot. Well, I mean, maybe a dozen characters, but it's all Clone Wars, man. And I've just started rewatching the Clone Wars again. Um, or at least the last half. Have y'all ever seen the very last season of Clone Wars? Oh yeah, it's fantastic. Ho- holy crap! Yeah, they literally like the last three or four episodes is like a movie length series, part one through four, that connects the second and third movie. I think it's the second and third movie, something Sounds like right. that. Yeah, but it's 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 magnificent. Like it's really really well done, and it's interesting, and it's uh. Actually, no, it's it's after the end of the third movie. Yeah, um, well, it, it's like in the middle of the third movie. Yeah, it it I'm almost positive that that sh- that it ends at the beginning of the of uh what's the last what's the name of the last movie? Revenge, Revenge of, the of the Sith. Yeah. Well, it's it's after I mean it's after the ending of the Revenge of the Sith because you actually see Vader at the end of Clone Wars. It's concurrent. I remember yes. that. Yeah, yes. yeah. It's it's yes. yeah. It it it's happened during episode three, right? Yeah. Yes. But that yeah, the it, last the last especially the last half of season seven yes. is utterly brilliant. The I watched it over the weekend. Yeah. Oh, it's a step above from the other animation. It's yeah. it's got money in it for sure. <laughs> you can definitely tell the difference. And Ahsoka, like and I don't know it, which came out first. Well, no, that came out years ago, didn't it? Let's say I wasn't sure if the second season of Mandalorian or that came out first because, you know. Anyway, I think I just let loose about 58 spoilers. <laughs> of course, the show Don't worry, it happened a long enough, time right? ago in a <laughs> galaxy far, far away. So <laughs> yeah, thank, thank people you. should have caught up by now. <laughs> Man, that's a, that's a neat saying. Somebody should use that somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So I tried watching Clone Wars, uh, yeah. and I, the first season was bad, <laughs> and the second season wasn't much better. Mm-hmm. Oh, our subscriber numbers are going down. Oh no! And, What's going on? What did What did you do? <laughs> and by the time I got to the third season, I was fatigued. So I just haven't picked it up again. I understand it gets better. It's it just, really, really it, does. I did right about have where it you in quit. Me to go through all of those seasons <laughs> to get there. The, the the problem was it was originally um, conceived as a uh, an anthology, so they just they just started picking and choosing, you know, little little snippets of stories to tell, and then they realized about three seasons in that they had a big story that they could tell, and um, yeah, then then it, then it, they started stringing together these huge. Uh, story arcs and and it was in season three and they they went back in like from from if you if they, you you can look up online a uh, a 
chronological ordering of Clone Wars. And it's, you know, season, season three, episode one through five. And then there's like episode one of, you know, season one, episode one. And then you go, you know, a couple more than episode two of, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, they're, they're kind of scattered in there, but it's like watching the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like from... Well, the thing is, is I love Star Wars. I mm-hmm. mean, I always have my entire life, and I wanted very <laughs> seriously to like it, and it was just hard. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the problem I... with it is, like, 80% of it I didn't care for, but the 20% that's worth watching really adds to the whole mythos and, and just the legend of all these characters. You know, you really see what happens and how they learned all these things. And it, it even explains, um, at some, at one point how Metachlorians. they <laughs> avoid that word. I think except for like literally one episode, <laughs> thank God. Um, but they explain how all of a sudden these good Jedi who have died come back and they can see them as their ghost. Cause apparently that's not really happened before, uh, yeah, so they talk about. I don't know. I'm I'm nerding out on some Star Wars right now. It gets. Uh, Matt, do do you have do you have the the one episode recommendation that you think would pull Heath back in? Not from season one through three. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> my one of my just big horrible issues was the interaction between Ahsoka Tano and uh, and Anakin. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, Sky Guy and Snips and blah, blah, blah. It's very childlike. Mm-hmm. Of course, cartoon, four kids. Mm-hmm. But it's also, but if you watch it and you get through, you know, the six and five, six and seven seasons, she matures. Yeah. And she yeah. stops saying things like that. And she's, you know, she grows up as a, as a person in the character and stuff like that. And she eventually refers to him as Anakin instead of, you know, all this stuff. So I, I honestly, I would just say you got through the crap. Give yourself a break and start out with season four. Keep going. I, okay. I I hesitate to recommend a specific episode, but the Umbaran set of episodes. Do you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, that there's there's a set and yeah, but it that's pretty it's, cool. It's it's a it's a great it's a great one because they give. The clones, their their, their story, yeah. especially in, and especially that episode. It's it's a it's a fantastic little set of three or four. I don't remember exactly how many episodes it is, but I'll I'll look them up and I'll send you those episodes, and you should watch those. <laughs> and if you if you don't like it after that, if you don't if you have no interest after that, I I, I will you know leave it up to you. You're forgiven. Well, <laughs> also if you've never seen clone wars but you've seen uh han solo prequel whatever with uh solo, solo? solo? Yeah. yeah i've seen that yeah the very very end cut scene you see maul but yep. he's got the metal legs with the legs yeah yeah clone wars explains all of that mm-hmm. okay and like like maul's story in clone wars is well probably my one of my favorites like how he happens what happens when he comes back and then what he does I like it really explains where Maul is. And that's the cool thing. You don't know where Maul is when uh, a new hope starts, you know, cause he, he, it kind of tells where he went. Like he just goes and lays low, but he's there. So y'all like D and D five E ever played that game before? <laughs> <laughs> we could turn this into a whole star Wars podcast today. Yep. What's uh, funny is uh, I was thinking we talked about playing uh sci-fi RPGs before, right? Yeah. And it's yep. like it's really hard to find a good one. 
for lots of reasons. Um, and uh, I, I was reading at one. It's like, here's one. It's super simple. It has two skills, run and gun. And that's it. <laughs> Everybody has run and gun. <laughs> what was the name of the system? I think it was running gun. I was about to say, <laughs> <that makes sense. laughs> I'm almost certain I've heard of that system, running gun. <laughs> That's funny. You know, there was a system. There's a system called lasers and feelings that does the same thing. You have <laughs> your two two skills are lasers and feelings. <laughs> <laughs> like getting hit by a laser, it feels bad, or like emotions. No, no, yeah, emotions. But the, the best part is, is that it's um, you really only shake. have. You really only only have one stat, right? So if you're really good at lasers, then you're really bad at feelings, and vice versa. <laughs> of course, yeah. it's a continuum. Sorry, yeah. we were very nearly talking about D and D, and then we derailed again. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. We took, right. took a left into space. <laughs> mm-hmm. we, so we could, just we could in case, just not... say say something about Starfinder. I mean, that would be kind of you know. Like uh, Shelly's the chat... talking about Starfinder here. Yeah, the chat's already doing that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Star Frontier would be really nice to be revamped. I would love to play Star Frontiers. I think Heath, you and I talked about yeah. Star Frontiers. You know, the flying monkeys and uh, I mean, I don't know. It's just neat. I, I think really enjoyed nostalgia because we played that as kids. I, I see. I don't have the nostalgia organ, whatever that is. I don't have it. Like I don't. Okay. I never have. I just thought it was an... maybe it's the art. Because that was all Elmo. 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 <laughs> it was all Elmo art. Yes, the art was really, really good. Yeah. The art was good. But uh, I think I think someone did like a 5e version of Star Frontiers. But it's like homebrew. <laughs> now I want to see the cover of Star Frontiers done by Elmo. <laughs> I've got oh the original. I've got the original box downstairs. You still have it? Wow. Huh? That's old. That reminds mm-hmm. me, we were going to show an image. Oh some, yeah, something yeah. that was that was. So... Oh, that's right. We got our very first uh, fan art. Is it something you can do now, or what are we oh, doing? Yeah, yeah. Give me just a second. Sorry. Okay. I was, I was okay. Just, no, that's fine. It's I was just food. handed cookies fresh <laughs> oh, out of the yeah. oven. No, so that is, that takes absolute priority. <laughs> by yeah. all means. Um, heard me for being anyone... distracted. Anyone seen so, that Batman? <laughs> Some of you guys out there may not, if you're uh, the six of you in attendance, including the four of us, we had a little couple of extra episodes uh, that hit on Wednesday. I did our finally got around to do our vignettes and gave everybody their, I guess their solo, their their uh, spotlight to kind of get what they wanted done. You know, have a day in the life of whoever it was get things started. It was literally just a day. Um, but it was kind of like they all three were, had very interesting, different stories. They all three did what they needed and wanted to do in town. And I, I mean, I thought it was really cool. I really enjoyed running. I had no idea what was going to happen. I am shaking the hell out of my table and my camera is just wobbling. Like it's on a, there we go on a table on a, I was gonna say teeter totter, but I don't know if it's that bad. Um, but it was just cool, you know, giving everybody their, their time, um, had some exposition, had some new story, uh, coming out. Um, but more than anything, it, it kind of laid the groundwork and the, and the road ahead for this particular episode, because we're going to use the information that we got from the vignette 
There's a G in vignette, but thank you, Cowart. <laughs> I call it a vignette. Um, that's how I remember how to spell it. Um, kind of like uh, Farlagen, Lagen, the god that you. Hagen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Farlagen Hagen. Um, what? So You're starting. Really gonna pronounce it with the back of the throat. <laughs> so this is episode 40 right yes episode 40 <laughs> that can't be right <laughs> and we're literally starting on day 10 that you've been in cauldron i'm, I'm ready so huh i'm ready you ready to show the thing which oh go for it show, showing the thing so this was uh, shared in the Age of Hero channel of the Black Patio Network Discord, which I'm sure Mike will be uh, kind enough to put a link to. Uh, but CowArt sent us some fan art of the <laughs> of <laughs> what he thinks that Fairzon drew with the chair, with the with the skin <laughs> face chair. So here we go. Very, it's a very Inception kind of thing. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, it is. It's a wonderful thing, and there are very many mouths. And I don't like Thank it. Thank you, Howard. That is exactly what I thought he would have thought about thinking about that chair. Yeah, that's what I love. Is it's it's like so meta. It's like this is what I think he thought and what he probably drew. Right. Yes. This is not my art style. This is his. Mm-hmm. This, yeah, this is right. all Fairzon. I hope it looks exactly like that in Fairzon's nightmares. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really kind of reminds me of that chair from uh, oh Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse the blue <laughs> chair like hello Pee Wee I don't know if y'all remember that nope. I, I, do, I do I do and I don't like it any more than I like the other, the other skin <laughs> chair but thank you very much uh, yeah, Tower, that's for very sending cool. that to us that was amazing very, very cool Oh, Easter Eggs uh, 03 says the Necronomicon of chairs. Yes, exactly what <laughs> That's it right. Because that thing was a undead horrific piece of crap. So, day 10, you have established what you want to get done. So, I want to give you guys time enough to tell me what it is that you're going to do in the next month. We're going to give you guys a month of time. You tell me if there's anything that's outstanding besides... Like Khaldun, I know you've got several items that you've been waiting for them to get finished. They are going to get finished. Um, I know you wanted to start prepping, creating other items. Whatever that is, once you know we get actually going today, you tell me what that is and we'll have that started. Um, Tarathiel, you wanted to kind of integrate yourself into the city and get to know uh, the inners and outers of the last laugh a little better. At least understand what's going on with them. And Farazhan, I'm pretty sure you wanted to uh, retrain, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this won't consume every second of your life for the next month, but those are the major things that you're working on during that month of time, right? You're spending hours and hours a day, whatever, getting these things done. Okay. So that being said, anything else you guys want to have done or have questions about or anything for the next month, like Heath, what are what is Khaldun wanting to work on next? Okay, so he's he's got the the headband, the grimoire, 
and the half glove that he's working on. And he is spending some time in the library to scribe some spells, right? Because that's really the wizard shtick. And then research the cube. So I've got dispel magic now, so I can kind of spend some time dispelling the layers and trying to push the right things. Um, If I have any extra time um, and no one else wants to use it, I was thinking about taking that mithril and forging a suit of mithril half plate. And the, 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 what Mithril gives half plate is it removes the, it makes it quieter. Yeah. That's it. it. Literally all it does is get rid of the disadvantage on stealth. That's it. Yeah. It's, and it's pretty, it's, it's prettier. So you just got to yeah. basically hammer it, melt it together. <laughs> Instead of chain, it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Right. You put it on the griddle. <laughs> yes. Put it's it on your chest. Make sure it fits um, right. And then. Let it, um, let it cool first. Pro tip. <laughs> well, so I want to talk about that for a bye, second. Bye, bye. Um, and then, um, if either, uh, shoot, I can't remember the lady's name that sells the magic items. Let me check the sky. Sky, yes. If sky has goggles of night, I would like to purchase those. If not, if there's time, buy them. It's an uncommon magic item, gives you dark vision. Yeah. But, um, uh, all right. But, uh, Khaldun's an arcane blacksmith, so yes. I mean, he uses magic to forge. So it's like when he's concentrating on um, create bonfire, that's like stoking the fire. And he uses mage hand to hold the items, um, so he can forge with both hands on the hammer. And when the the style of the Gith Yankee is brutal, I mean, they're just beating the crap out of the metal, which causes cracks. And they use mending to fix the cracks. So it has this really sharp, angular motif to it. That's and so, awesome. you know, when you see him forging, it's like he's surrounded by magic, just beating the hell out of this metal. <laughs> and then, you know, using magic to put it back together again. Exib casting magic weapon on the hammer. Just hit it <laughs> yeah, just a exactly. little bit harder. Just hit it harder. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! What's that? Oh, it's just Kaldun. He's just, yeah. <laughs> he's working some things out. Yeah. Literally <laughs> metal, but he's working it out. <laughs> well, there's also a second level spell that kind of took the place of 3.5 and Pathfinder's um, ability bumps. Like, instead of getting plus... Enhance ability. Yeah, enhance ability. So that, if you did it into strength, would enhance, you know, your... Yeah, gives the you advantage. Like mm-hmm. that, so... Um, and you have in your character history, you have been for you have been a forge of weapons and armor yes. for many, many years. So mm-hmm. saying all that, and of course you have to talk to your compatriots as to whether or not they care if you use sure. the, the mithril. Um, you could reforge it. It would cost you a little bit in materials, not a whole lot, um, but you could reforge it. And if you spent most of the time doing that during the month, you could reforge the mithril chain mail into a mithril half plate um, with the addition of another 250 gold in materials. Okay. That would be but, cool. Like I said, I... you know, I'm not going to tell you you can do it if they want to have the armor. I'm just saying right, that's yeah. the mechanic. We'll talk, we'll talk sure. about it. Yeah. 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 Cool. No, uh, cool. 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 Uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yep. Same. <laughs> awesome. So my my uh when we when we went to the coin and the jewelry, it was about eight eight hundred gold 
split three ways is 266. So, you know, Sweet. that'll and cover that, it. That was without the copper. That was without the copper. Because right. I, I really wasn't sure how much of the copper we got, so I just didn't count it. Oh, that's right. You guys didn't take the copper, really. You, I think Trithia no, we, we put as much as we pocket. could in the yeah. chest, and we just went. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're going to call it 2,000 copper. That Just fill in the, the, the cracks in between everything else you got. So, mm-hmm. uh, was that 20 silver split three ways? <laughs> 20, oh, well, no, 200 20 gold. 20 gold, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, was, eight. Your, your pennies. Tarathia would just feed his to, to Boxy anyway. If we can find Boxy, him. It's Boxy and Twop. You, uh, <laughs> that would be like setting Boxy traps, not to like hurt him or capture him, but like to rule, to, to lure him out yeah. in Blue Crater because, you know, I guess you guys talk to each other during the month, but Boxy isn't a wall. He's just, doesn't he's really hard to find, and he'll bite somebody's butt every once in a while if he's a chair <laughs> during class. It's not so that he's, he's missing; it's just yeah. that we don't know where he is. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and he changes forms on a regular basis. Yes, yeah. And you know, Twerp is somewhere probably being a paperweight because he's not grown hardly at all in the last day or two. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but having... I, I think I, I can imagine um, Tarathio would like go into the Blue Coder Academy and just like drop a handful of copper behind a piece of furniture somewhere. Like, <laughs> Boxy will find it. Yeah, just like feeding the rats kind of thing. <laughs> he yeah. drops these throughout. He's, he's in the library with a fishing pole and he's got a piece of copper with a hole in it and he's just, <laughs> you know, just pulling it down the aisles every now and then. You know. Mimic fishing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know, go to the library, wait for the librarian to turn their back and just flick a coin off into the stacks. <laughs> exactly. What was that? Think, uh-huh. think, think. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> No idea. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. So fast forward. A month passes. Mm-hmm. During that time, about halfway through, the rains, the storm. So it's getting towards winter. Oh, you know, the cold air. Yes. Oh, go I'm ahead. sorry. I'm sorry. Um, the gladiatorial games. Yeah. Uh-huh. Was that? Did that, did that not take place in the month or after the month? Um. I well, we can. Uh, I'm gonna. Give about two weeks because in two weeks the uh, okay. the festival gets full on. Okay. Um, but yes, if you want to join the gladiatorial games, you have to sign up at the Temple of Cord, mm-hmm. um, and they only accept sixty four people because it's a bracket, and the person that wins first place wins twenty gold pieces. None of it is ever to the death. Um, that's I mean, twenty gold's pretty good. Yeah, to the pain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the thing about Cord, Cord is. Uh, he, he's, I think, chaotic good. I mean, he's a, he's a god with a pantheon of war, but he's more of a sportsman and an athlete, and uh, you know, like a more like a, a Roman triathlete jump, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You jumped out of the ring and grabbed one of the chairs. He wouldn't be opposed to that, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. If you get disarmed with your, with your sword, you go grab a it's chair. A and it's like, this is fine. Yeah, Whack. <laughs> So yeah, you are. Um, there is an entry fee of ten silver. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll mark it. But now. you you can sign up for the um, for the gladiatorial games, which will take. I think it takes like three days for it to all go through. 
And if you at some point fall out, then you're eliminated. Obviously, it's just like any other bracket. You know, you start at 64 and it wins down to one at the very end, and whoever wins wins all but like a percentage of pot, and the percentage goes to the the uh, Temple of Cord, who puts on the fest, who puts on the the tournament in the first place. Hmm. Um, so during the month, halfway through, the heavy rains turn into like sideways blowing torrential tsunami rains okay and during that time you talk to jenya you keep up with jenya and she discusses how the rains have not been this way in forever other churches they used to come together and they would um, create these wands wands of water control to help empty out the the uh the lake the cauldron lake um because the inner ring of houses, they're all on stilts, and there's water breaks here and there from previous times. But nobody's seen a real rain like this in 15, 20 years. It's just not happened. So in passing, you hear people talk about it. And the longer the time goes on, especially when the rain really hits in two weeks, and that's about when the, the flood festival really starts kicking off. And when I, you think about a festival, it is Mardi Gras for weeks. Um, people dancing in the street, uh, street vendors, bards from all over the region coming into town, basically, uh, get, putting on concerts, you know, down at the pavilion next to the lake. Um, all these, these well-known bards come in, put on their shows, people sell their wares everywhere in town, actually. So keep this in mind if you want to buy something here in a little bit, literally everywhere in town during the, the flood festival has discounts on their wares of 20%, mm-hmm. including Sky. So may want to take a look at some of the, the places. Um, and one of the other things, I don't know if you noticed yet, I went ahead and opened up the entire key for mm-hmm. Cauldron because you've got a month. You've got a month to explore the town and find out where everything is. So if you are curious about some of the places that are on the map, everything is there. You've got all four of the churches um, all the major, really all the major manor houses of, of the nobles in town. You've got a couple of the places you've never heard of before. You may have heard of Weir's Elixirs uh, from the uh, announcer one time when he was having a sale a couple of days ago. Um, but all these places, everywhere in town, generally gives gives like a, so it's a combination of Mardi Gras and Black Friday, right? So, <laughs> But it lasts for a month. Mike, do you know what Black Friday is? I've I've read about it. Okay. <laughs> I don't leave you in the dark. Um so those two weeks pass, the rain starts turning sideways and just being more than people are expecting. Um the flood festival gets really going, rearing hard, and the rest of the month goes on. Fares on. I'm not even gonna make you roll. You win that tournament. <laughs> There's, not a, nice. there's not a single person that can stand up to a fifth level fighter. I mean, there's just nobody. Even, even the uh, the high pri- the priest of uh, Temple Lordly Might, Ascafer, he won't even fight you because he's trained with you. He's been tra- he's been retraining you. He's been retraining you for two months, and he realizes, you know, he knows things that you don't. So he's able to teach you some things. But he also realizes you have a lot of experience, got a lot of just natural talent, and pretty much. 
no common person or even like any of the guardsmen in town would stand a chance. And none of them do. Some of them, it's it's like watching a million dollar baby. She just gets up there and knocks them out in two hits and then sits back down like, yay! Like, there's not even a challenge. <laughs> so you walk through that tournament and you earn yourself your 20 gold. Hooray. Hooray. I kind of the at the end of it, Fezan's just like, I'm the mayor now. <laughs> yeah. All of you are listening to me. <laughs> um, also, during that time, you have officially retrained your skill. So I know you were wanting to retrain from great weapon to defensive, I believe. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Yes. So that's done. You can change that on your character sheet. Uh, and like I think we mentioned it during your uh, vignette. Um, because Azkathir likes you so much, he just does it for free. You know, he, he's gaining something from it. He's training. And a lot of the people that normally come down there and just work out with uh, the uh, fighting dummies, they come to watch you two train. I mean, again, you're, I don't know, put it in real world terms, you're like the MMA champion of, of the world right now. Or you're like some fourth degree black belt that's come into town to kind of, you know, I'm saying like you, you have some skill. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. You got your retraining done um, and you won the tournament. Awesome. Cal- Caldoon, your two, your three items, including the uh, prosthesis, they're all finished. Oh, nice. Um, and during that time, I would like actually just to see, to see if you, not whether or not you pass or fail, but to see if you get done within the month's time, I want to do four separate blacksmith checks for your mithril armor. Okay. okay. So like uh, I said, this isn't to see whether or not you fail because it just will take longer. So in the month's time, basically once a week, we're going to do a check to see where okay. you are at the end. So that's going to be strength. Um, What's that? It's definitely your blacksmithing tools. Uh, so I have expertise in that. Yes. Um, oh. But yeah, what what's that? Um, I have about two intelligence and two strength. Okay. All right. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna roll straight up strength. So, oh, okay. I rolled a one. Nice. Okay. Like I said, you don't lose material. It just delays you. Okay. Roll the next one. So eight plus six, 14. 14, okay. And now do two intelligences. Uh, 14 and 24. 24. All right, that last, that 24 really kind of evens out that crap roll in the beginning. (laughs) Um, It makes sense, though. Like, he was rusty. It's been a little while. And he gets back into it. It does steadily get better. Mm -hmm. It does. It does. and you know, by using the, the strength at first to pound the metal out and then using your intelligence later to actually design it and get it to where you like it, yeah, I'm going to call it done in a month. Nice. Excellent. Thank you. Um, but just don't forget, it's going to cost you another 250 gold. I, and, I deducted it. I'm down to uh, 29 gold. All right. So Jeez. what spells did you scribe from the Blue Crater Academy during your month? I, I know you got to take my. I, I pretty much I spent all of my money <laughs> except for the the jewelry and stuff that we just get we got, which I use on the armor, on spells. 
So let's see here. Um, spells. Manage spells. Spellbook. <clears throat> Okie dokie. Let's see here. First. It's it's the cartoon scene where he goes like that. And yes. The, yeah, the scroll rolls all the way out. So I tried to round <laughs> out my rituals. I got Tensor's floating disc. Ooh. Okay. Um, That's first level, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is first level. Yep. Um, let's see here. Fog cloud. Okay. And feather fall. As a ritual? No, 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 no. I'm just I'm looking ten at the rest later, of these here. Flat, falling for 10 I minutes. I think that's all I got for first lightly. level. Because I had quite a few of first level spells already. All right. Let's see. Second level. I picked up arcane lock, which is abjuration, so it's half. Okay. Um, I went ahead and scribed that scroll of magic weapon, which I don't know why I did that. It doesn't really matter because it doesn't, the cost is the same whether it comes from a scroll or a book. But yeah, I, I went ahead and got magic weapon. Um, for second level, I think that's pretty much all I got for second level. For third level, I picked up counterspell, detect, ma- dispel magic, which are abjuration, so they're half. Okay. Fly, tiny hut. Phantom Seed, Remove Curse, and Water Breathing. So most of my money went to the third-level spells. Yeah, no kidding. And then you took two. Uh, you took Fireball and something. Fireball and Hypnotic Pattern. I took those at level. Right. Wow. So you... you Being a wizard is expensive. It's very and, expensive. And now, <laughs> But you now have access to all these spells. You can prepare them, change it every day. Yep. So... Yep. Okay. Yeah, you you literally spent all your money uh, all of outfitting your mind and your body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have the uh, the headband of intellect. So your intelligence is now a nineteen. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, and which what, what was it originally? I think it was uh, what sixteen. Sixteen. 16. And then you also have the uh, grimoire, grimoire. plus grimoire. one. Uh-huh. What is that? So. Arcane Grimoire, um, while you're holding this spell book, this leather-bound book, you can use it as a focus. Mm-hmm. You gain a plus one to attack rolls and saving throw DCs. Ooh. And uh, you can use it as a spell book. And in addition, when you use Arcane Recovery, you get an additional uh, spell slot or oh. level. So at <clears throat> fifth level... Um, it's rounded up, so you get three. To get three spell yeah, levels. three, so that would be plus one, so four. Right. So Holy I have, cow. So I could, yeah. I could do two two-second-level spells, a third and one, or four first-level slots. Right. I would say Very that cool. is time and money well spent. Yeah. And yeah. with the combination of the Grimoire and the Intelligence Bump, um, all of his spell DCs and the hits are now plus two from what they were. <laughs> yeah. So, so my save DC is 16, and my attack is plus eight. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that was oh plus uh, at level five your your skill uh, yeah it's plus three yeah, yeah your base goes skill up. goes up to plus three so yeah yep. very cool and do you want to talk about the box right now or what do you want to do about that um, well you know what, before I talk about the box um, you know during this time after I've got that it's a half glove um, that I put together I'd like to 
sit down with Tarathiel and, you know, we're having lunch or whatever, dinner. Meet. And, you know, I look at him and say, you know, I know you've been having trouble with, you know, manipulating things since your hand was injured. So I tried to put some together, I think, that can help you. And I reach out and I hand it to you. It's a, Drop, you, you know, like, you know, ar- archery glove just covers the top two fingers. Yep. This is kind of like inverted archery glove. So it's a glove that only covers the bottom two fingers, which you don't have, but mm-hmm. it straps over like that. Um, and if you, if you, and I hand it to you, it's like, I know it looks weird, but if you'll put it on, see how it, see how it feels. And if it works, you should actually have function of your lower two fingers. So you take this thing, strap it on your hand, and you immediately feel the connection. You, it's as though you have new fingers again, but the fingers are silver, whatever metal. And they're not necessarily like hinged like a, like a steampunk. It's more almost like a silver surfer, like it's a liquid metal that moves with you. And one of the other things that you know simply because you immediately bond to it, and this doesn't require attunement. This is just it's kind of a fun, neat thing that he came up with. Um, you realize that in that in one in that hand also, if you hold your hand just right, it pops out a single lockpick, which is completely hidden within the fingers. Dratiel just like holds it in front of his face and moves his fingers around, makes the, the lockpick pop out and pop back in. <laughs> it has That's... a limited warranty so if, if if it rusts or anything i'll see if i can't do something about it that's amazing Keldon. thank you so much you're welcome hopefully it'll it'll help a little with i couldn't imagine losing a digit i mean like I, my hands are like my life so if if something like that were to happen to me it would be it would be hard it'd be very devastating so Hopefully this will help you out. It it means a lot to me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So one of the uh, components that you have to use to create the hand prosthesis is mercury, and you you know you uh, enchant it to where the mercury takes over as a finger. So it works just like a regular hand. Not that you were having any trouble without it, but now you've got like these two <laughs> cool, super neat silver fingers and a uh, Hawkeye glove. <laughs> Analog pick. That is analog that is pick. awesome. Yes. So the lock pick for you to retrieve it, uh, we're gonna call it a bonus action. Retrieve okay. and put up, basically. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So do you, do you have inspiration? Uh well, I think I do because of the beginning yeah. of the session. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm gonna start waiting till the end of the session to do really cool stuff so that I can use my inspiration and get it back. Yeah. Do something good. All right. Could have used it on that natural one. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah. But, but you got to do it beforehand. It's, yeah, it's not like, that's the yeah. only downside. Ha-ha. Beforehand. Is... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Heath. Uh, that, is, that is very cool. That is a very cool idea. Glad you like it. Um, so, Cube. Cube. <laughs> it's a good movie. The first one is. Second one's all right. The rest of them, garbage. Um, so before we get too uh, far uh, into the into the cube, which you know uh-huh. I, I believe is kind of going to be one of those things, um, 
did I, was there enough time for Perzon to get the staff enchanted as well? Um, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, I, I missed that you wanted to do that, but during that month, absolutely. Um, okay. it, um, are you going to go back to Gernison, mm -hmm. uh, the Dwarven blacksmith? Yeah. Uh, the same staff. So it was, I think you had said it was, uh, 400 additional gold pieces. Yeah. Um, it normally would be, but because of the festival of floods, uh, he's only going to charge you charge you 320 gold instead of the full 400 and as well as the fact that you presented all the items that you knew. well that was kind of taken off from the 500 original yeah he's he's really only going to charge you 300 gold okay okay 300 gold and, and essentially what you'll have is a plus one long staff which is complete by the end of the month okay awesome awesome it's actually complete before that and you're by no means allowed to use that during the tournament Right. <laughs> well, he's still he's still got the tree trunk. He'll use the tree trunk. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you have a plus one. Uh, what do you? I forgot what you call that. We kind of skinned it as something else. Um. So, I mean, I took a I took a I think a glaive and I just customized it with a with a custom name and it doesn't do it doesn't do slashing. It does it's bludgeoning yeah. basically is all okay. it is. But I call it a long staff. Long staff. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, you have staff. a magical. Uh, uh, steel studded plus one long staff. Yeah, very cool. Um, so this puzzle box. Give me what you're thinking because it's you've looked at it mm -hmm. over the month and you've been playing with it and toying with it and trying to figure out what the heck it is, what's inside, how do I get to the insides, what do you want to start by doing and we're only going to do just a couple of them so we don't spend the entire sure. episode you know trying to open a well, puzzle I, box. i'm kind of thinking of it like an onion uh-huh so we've got this outer layer of abjuration magic i'm going to cast a spell magic on it and see if i can't shear that and then work on it some like mechanically like you know push the buttons and stuff and then Perhaps that will be like another layer of magic that I've got to get rid of. So, so it's alternate between layers of magic and physical button pushing. So the first thing that you try is the dispel magic. Yes. And you realize that it has no effect oh. on removing the outer shell of magical abjuration. Okay. I give it back. <laughs> <laughs> Throw the garbage. This is stupid. <laughs> if I can't get it open, nobody will. Um, Do you want me to hit it with well, my staff? <laughs> it's not yeah. magical. Um, well, because when I tried to just ma manipulate it mechanically, it sounded like everything I did would just be undone. Yes. Yeah, some resistance as you turn and twist it, and as soon as you let go, it just reverts back to its original square form okay and it wasn't a matter of not having enough like needing extra help no you you definitely feel like you've got to take down this first layer of magic before you can do your first adjustment of the box you know that and you dispel magic that out. does not do that dispel dispel magic did not affect it okay magic missile 
Um, so this layer is abjuration, you said? Yes. Very strong abjuration uh, aura. Okay. I will cast alarm on it. Alarm's an abjuration spell. Okay. You cast your ritual, and it has no effect. All right. So casting a spell of the same school does not have an effect. Dispelling it does not have an effect. The spell is also abjuration, right? It is. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, hmm. Now, in 5e, there's no such thing as an opposing school. Um, let's see. I fireballed it. So there's no there's no mechanical existence of opposing schools. There's no like game mechanics. Yeah, you know, like, like in other versions, versions there were. Yes, like necromancy and illusion were opposing schools. Yes. So since like you that. brought that up, um, you have that gives you the idea that opposing schools may go for may be what you need. Okay. So opposite abjuration would be evocation. It's alteration illusion. I'm just oh. going to tell you okay. what the opposite is. Uh, alteration and illusion. Oh, I have these spells. I'm just looking here. Mm. Alarms. Where am I hat? <laughs> put, the hat on, <laughs> put the hat on the box. It's a, it's a hat on a box. <clears throat> Alteration. Or transmutation. I look around the room. Take the box. I set it on the other side of the other side of the room. I shoo everybody away. I turn around. <laughs> oh dear! Get out. The hypnotic pattern, <laughs> which which is illusion. Which is illusion. All right. So you clear you clear out the library. <laughs> <laughs> you got all these students, these kids, these rich kids from noble houses, eight years old, up there studying for their potions and uh, their spellcraft and all these different things. And you're like, all right, kids, um, let me show let me show you some illusion. <laughs> Get them out of the way. Set the box down. You cast your um, hypnotic pattern. hypnotic pattern, and the abjuration field fades, but immediately comes back up. Hmm. So okay. we're going to go one from here. Okay. okay. It'll give you time to think I, about it so we don't have to, you know what I mean? Yep. I kind, I kind of wanted like a chair on the other side of the room to develop a mouth and get so pretty. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah. Boxy's like, he's drooling, looking at the lights. <laughs> you see a little inkwell just go, damp. <laughs> just knock Torp out. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, that's good. All right. So we're going to move on from there. Heath, they'll give you a chance to kind of get uh, yep. your head wrapped around it. I think you're starting to get an idea of what's needed to be done. 
mm-hmm. um, Tarathiel. Yes. So in the time during the month, um, really the only thing that you were looking for was putting the lines together on your diagram in the garage under your mom's house, right? <laughs> yeah. Trying to figure out the I, last laugh. I, yeah, that, oh. I mean that is Tratheel's <laughs> major focus. I do have uh, I do have a list of other things that I think he probably wants to do over the course of a month. Okay, and we can start at the top and just see how far I can get. Go for it. Um, first off, I'm assuming we just uh, that Oryx funeral happens in that month. Yes, because um, Jinya's not think... keen on casting uh, General Pose for an entire month. So yeah. I mean, she kind of said, come to me when you're ready, but it, it did feel like there was a sense of urgency, for sure. Yeah, and I, I mean, we talked about Weejas having a special, but I think it makes <laughs> sense that in in the City of Cauldron, um, cremations would be the the standard mechanism for dealing with somebody that's passed, right? I can't imagine they have a lot of uh, uh, space, space yeah. to have graveyards. So a lot of that's dependent on money. The rich uh, can be interred in some sort of... uh, There are catacombs under a lot of the churches that they've dug out over the years. No. Uh, And and Jinya (laughs) Jinya tells you there are catacombs under the St. Cuthbert Church. And she even tells you that Weejoss definitely has an extensive uh, series of catacombs where rich uh, noblemen and uh, royal... You know, uh, uh, not royalty, shoot... Nobleman, we'll just call it nobleman, uh, can pay to have their full body put into the uh, the crypts. Uh, Cord doesn't have anything like that, and the Temple of Pelor, which is the fourth uh, holy building in uh, Cauldron, is more of like a small shrine than actually a full church. I mean, it's a building; it's not just like a couple of flowers in a vase, but it's a very small building, and there's not a whole lot of Pelor. Uh, or Peloric followers in Cauldron. So, yeah, to answer your question, most common people, when they die, don't even have the money to do it. So a lot of it's paid for kind of by taxes of the city for those people that can't pay for their own uh, their own burial so would, rights. Yeah, it's kind of a health hazard, right? Like, Yeah, because there'd be a lot of dead bodies floating in the, the crater. Yep, don't want that, especially not during flood season. Nope. Um, so yeah, I, I think Tarathia would definitely attend Oryx's funeral. He feels like they, the the party kind of that was their major failure. Is that of, of everything we've done in the last ten days, we we could have prevented Oryx's death, and it was probably our action or inaction that led to his death. So he feels pretty guilty about it. Okay. Um, having said that, uh, he would like to try and somehow take control of Oryx's bathhouse. Whether or not that's via renting the space from whoever currently owns it, or I don't know what property prices kind of look like. What would it what would it take to purchase? So you look into it and you realize you have to go to the courthouse mm-hmm. and you find out who owns the property. And the property is actually owned by Lord Volantru. Okay. Um, who is right now your benefactor, come to find yeah. out. He's the one that's he's the one that's paying for your room and board. Um, you look into you won't be able to buy it. It's not for sale, but for rent, uh, look into renting it. Um, Mm -hmm. unfortunately now that Oric has died, uh, the rent's no longer being paid. It is no longer rentable. Lord Valanchu has removed it from market and has 
has basically claimed to use it as his own resident, not as resident, uh, use it for his own purposes. Okay. So unfortunately, the bathhouse is not available to rent. No worries. Uh, what about Gelb's? Gelb's locks. Hmm. Walk by one day in one of your many, many forums using your hat, and it is like a sub uh, guardhouse. It's still very much the, from like the day that you first moved out and the, all the guards came in. Actually, if anything else, if anything, it's more guarded, more secure now. Okay. Um, all right. So moving on down the list, uh, okay. is aware that he's attracting attention <laughs> in the city. People know yes. who he is. And although he changes his form when he's out and about through the city, uh, people know where he stays in the evening. <laughs> I know where you live. Yeah. People know where he lives. So, um, he's been kind of diligently making sure that his door is um, not tampered with and that his window is not tampered with, but that's kind of not enough. So I would like to try and find a little old lady nearby the drunken mock-up that has a room for rent. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I mean, elves only require four hours of meditation of a night. So just finding somewhere. So he will go back to the drunken mock-up, go up to his room and then sneak out a window and go to the private room to, to sleep. So is this something that you do, like, are you moving out of the Drunken Morkoth, or are you nope. just, like, sneaking out every night to... Just re- sneaking out. Find somewhere to meditate for the night and then come back in the morning. Is that... Yeah, I want I want everyone to know where he's where he's supposed to be, but that's not where he is. Okay. <laughs> um, so throughout just... Again, you're you're basically networking for a whole month. You're figuring out, seeing the lay of the land of cauldron. You're understanding how things work. Um, you can pretty much choose wherever you want to stay at night. There's only four hours. It can be on a rooftop. It can be sneaking into some old lady's spare bedroom in, in, the, in the middle of the night that she doesn't even know about it. Um, probably couldn't go into an actual uh, establishment that's owned by somebody, like a business like you could yeah. you could sneak into the tip tankard and take a four hour nap or anything like that, but yeah. essentially anywhere that's not marked on Cauldron's map. Yep. Um, give me an idea of like anything in particular that you would look for, but with your skill set, uh, yeah, you could you could easily find somewhere to, you know, pull a daredevil I- and sleep at night. Yeah, I think he's happy to uh, like you know if it wasn't raining consistently, he might sleep on a rooftop somewhere, but. Uh, it is it is it is yeah he might drown um so i think he would probably use the hat to kind of craft an alternate identity and rent a room from somebody he's happy to pay for it given that his other room is already paid for by lord belantra okay um um but you know on the the proviso that it's like you know i i keep odd hours and i'll be coming and going and i need my own key and you want to stay in the same place yeah, happy happy to stay in the same place. Okay. So, yeah, you find that grandma who's <laughs> wanting to rent out the room above her uh, her car garage. And it'll cost you two silver. Uh, not a night. That's a lot. Um, it's going to cost you eight silver a week. Okay. Yeah. It'll be four weeks over the month. That's 32 silver. Yeah. Still. Yep. Tarathia will we'll pay without complaint. Okay, so now you have like your secret base 
to where you can yes. connect all your strings from one tack to another. Yeah, maybe this is everybody. A, this is where he keeps the conspiracy board. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> and then he sets up a fake conspiracy board in the other room. No. Um, <laughs> but you're only paranoid if they're not really out to get you. Um, okay, moving down the list. Uh, Trathil would like to put feelers out to try and find Cholander, Kalev, and Zodan if they're in the city. All right. Um Kelev and uh, Corlander are in the city. After about okay. two weeks, um, they come into the city. So it's not immediate, but once they do, um, using the, the Striders of Farland and just your own uh, knowledge on how to gather information, you do know when they come into town, and they, they end up staying at the uh, tip tankard. But Zoden never comes into town that you know of. Okay. Uh, Trathel will go and have a drink with them. Okay. Uh, but not not using his normal face. <laughs> oh, all right. You're going to mask up at the... Uh, going into the tip tankard. Yeah, there's, there's no way he's going into the tip tankard with his regular regular visage. So yeah, he'll, he'll slip in and he'll just sit at their table and say, I hear you owe me a drink. And it's the two of them. They they seem sort of inseparable. Not like they're yeah. a couple, but they just they're always together. Yeah, uh, they're Team take, Rocket. Yeah, protecting each other's back. <laughs> <laughs> you sit down, and Corlander's a see you know just from the conversation you had in a dungeon, he's pretty easygoing. Mm-hmm. Um, you sit down, and obviously he looks at you, and Kelev is just looking just. You sit down and she's looking through you as in, why are you in my airspace? You know, that kind of, she doesn't say a word, but she's just looking at you. Um, Kelev just kind of side eyes you and, you know, squints trying to figure you out. And like we described, uh, the hat, the hat of the skies changes. You you look different, but there are similar, there are some features that just stick around. Like, you know, if you see the same thing over and over again, a hundred times, you would see it. And I mean, Tarathiel has scars on his face, like he's been raked by an animal or something. So I imagine that like some semblance of those are still there. Yeah, like a shadow of those, or they're yeah. covered with freckles or something like that to kind of cover it up. Yeah, um, exactly. Are you wearing your glove? Yep, yep, you wear okay. the glove. So you sit down, Caliph squints, like it looks like he's tr- he thinks he knows who you are, and you get the idea that Caliph's a pretty smart dude. And he just nods his head. Sorry, friend, I can't place you. And he kind of puts his hands down in his lap. <laughs> we uh, we met in a uh, in a basement under the city recently. We helped you with your uh, friend. He had a dental problem. <laughs> he, he gets a surprised look on his face. Huh. Are you, uh, <laughs> you've had some work done over the last <laughs> day, couple of weeks. Uh, and Kelev, and Kelev has just not changed at all. Uh-huh. She's still just yeah. sitting there staring at you, literally waiting for you to leave. Um, uh-huh. and Kelev, <laughs> Kelev just pats her on the shoulder and waves down the, the waitress, orders you a drink, whatever you like. 
Okay. Uh, so over, I mean, we don't have to role play out the whole thing. Over the course of the conversation, um, Tarathia would like to hire these people for a job. Mm-mm. Okay. So Kello's features soften a little bit. You know, what do you have in mind? Certain activities that I know that you are um, not opposed to. I have a friend that would like to come to Cauldron. And uh, you might have difficulty getting through the front gate. All right. Is that known by the name of Keenan Gelv? And you'll say I can find him? Okay. Uh, he was banished by the city about a week ago. Kind of got too far. All right, so you want to track him down and bring him back into town, yeah? Yep, Alive, that's the I'm job. Assuming. Friend of yours, please. Okay, that's the job. Can I borrow your hat? <laughs> no. All right, makes things a lot easier. Uh, but I think uh, I can work that out. He's he's capable of doing something similar. Oh, well, that make him easy to find. This is when we find out Gelb's um, Gelb's already here. Bastard. Yeah, right. <laughs> it is Gelb. Yeah. Yes, he's serving like... the table. <laughs> exactly. Dang it. Um Gorlander, you know, he said, just give me a really, really detailed description of his normal look. Uh he says been gone a couple of days. If he's exiled, probably on foot. Okay. All right, I'll see what we can do. All right. <laughs> about yay tall. Yeah, no, <laughs> Depending on what day it is. <laughs> yeah, about yay tall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's usually at home. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess do I have enough experience with him to get away with giving him enough of a description for him to, to go for it? Yeah. You want fairs on the Should Should have asked for that. In his chair? Um <laughs> <laughs> he's basically he's not wanting super detail he's like all right he's a gnome and you can see he's he's forming an image in his head he's a gnome yep. what colors his hair what colors his eyes big nose you know like what's his build nothing super specific like how many hairs but it it sounds like he's trying to form an image in his head and you know this guy's mm-hmm. a caster so yep. i'm not sure if maybe this, this is something to help him track him down or maybe just yep. determine what it looks like when he actually finds him but He's got his eyes closed and nods. Okay. All right. I got a pretty good idea. Keegan Gelf. All right. Hunter uh, Gold. All right. Half now, half when you deliver. Give it all to me when we deliver. Us. Caleb just, just slowly looks at him, <laughs> like shooting daggers at him. She just nods her head. Well, if you're capable of covering operating expenses until then, then sure. Bring him to the drunken Morkoth. All right. Uh, ask for... Uh, Tarathiel. Tarathiel. All right. We'll see what we can do. It's a pleasure doing business. Tarathiel. Kelev just nods no. Wonder <laughs> <laughs> Hundred gold. Okay. Upon delivery of your friend, 
And you know, Kellev just again, we're not like you said, we're not going to replay the whole thing, but he buys you a couple of drinks. He doesn't ask you to leave once the the, the business is done. He seems like a pretty amicable guy. He just pretty much will sell himself out to do whatever. Yeah. Well, I was kind of I was working on the assumption of like keeping an eye on these people might be good. Um, but also I know he's into smuggling people. He doesn't object to that. So <laughs> literally how you met him. <laughs> it means, I, it means I don't have to vet him and make sure, you know, he's not a guardsman in undercover or something stupid. Yeah. Right. Did we, uh, uh it's oh, not his fault. His friend turned into a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, also if they're a guardsman undercover, you have to, you can ask them and they have to tell you the truth, right? They have to, they have to tell you. <laughs> now, if you're police, you have to tell me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did um, did we figure out who the blue blue duke was? No, is that something you have not. Okay, because nope. I believe even Khaldun attempted to do some research, and I don't think it was a stellar role at the time. But uh, the best he got was like the name mentioned in a side note in a text from sixty years ago. Yeah, hmm. not was that you, Tarathiel, that was researching that? No, I no, forgot who it was. That was me. I was I was in the library. Uh, that's right. Blue yeah. Um, it, it just, there wasn't much to find. Uh, like I said, it was just like a, a mention that he was there at the time, but not really what he was doing or what he was related to. Okay. And, and when, and there means, uh, city of Greyhawk. Okay. But mm-hmm. that's about it. Uh, okay. The, the last thing I have on my list is finding the, the seamstress uh, by the name of Moonfish and commissioning some stuff to us. Okay. Um, <laughs> so Moonfish is actually a druid. Um, Kaylin tells you where to find her. She is at the base of the uh, the volcano going north, which is, if you go north, you pass by... Uh, uh, if you go north, you go to Sasserine, which is the next largest city. It's a coastal city up that way. Um, she stays out in the jungle. She is a druid. Uh, she uses a lot of uh, the natural fauna to do her uh, toy making with, her, her designs. She's a um, Disney princess. <laughs> she is a Disney princess. Um, and the way he describes her, Kaylin. He kind of has this like glint in his eye. He, he she's full of blooded elf, long red hair, green eyes, and lithe. She is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's very friendly. Uh, if you tell her that what you you don't have to tell her that who sent her, who sent you to her. You tell her what you need, and she's she's very easy to get along with. I guess. Uh, how many orphans are there? Uh, completely. Um, in, in, it, in the Lantern Orphanage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it it does range. Um, but on average, usually there's about 12. Okay. Sometimes fewer, sometimes more. But right now there are 12. Okay. I, I want about seven Fezans and about seven Kaldoons then. <laughs> All right. No trap deals? No. No. <laughs> Go stay on the download. All right, so the Fairzons are about uh, twice as much because there's more material. You know, yeah, that's why you can only do the two. Yeah. So you take a, a day trip, and it's it's about a half a day down and a half a day back. Uh, yep. Go down. You find Moonfish. Uh, it's not hard. Like his directions, 
you get to where he tells you to turn, it's off the beaten path. There's not really a trail, but you take a left, you cut straight through. You see some of the wildlife. You know, this is a jungle. You'll see the occasional tiger and uh, baboon and things like that throughout. And you do finally find uh, Moonfish. And she's basically set up next to a river. She's got a natural uh, kind of a grass hut, but built with the, the large leaves of the, of the jungle uh, plants. And she sees you coming in, and she basically open arms says, Hello, how may I help you? Hello, I'm uh, in the market for some children's toys, and I heard you're the best, well, outside of the city, but you're the best in the region. Well, I'm glad to hear that. What did you have in mind? Um, well, uh, I have a couple of friends who have been, uh, heroes to the city. They've saved some children and I'd like to give the children small dolls of those friends. One of them is great big mountain man with his blue hair, right? Um, or or no, no, I don't remember. It's, it's, I've seen, I see him has had like, like a, almost like stainless steel, like cords as, as mm-hmm. hair it's kind of kind of like a Coros. yeah but yeah something right. like that yeah. <laughs> and the other guy is uh is uh yellow with no nose <laughs> and she she <laughs> laughs gently at that and as you're talking to her she does have this this headdress on that looks like it's probably staghorns uh-huh. And as you're talking, she turns and sits. And as she sits, the plants come up to form like a, this chair underneath her. And she pulls out a pen and she starts just taking notes and designing. And she'll hold up a picture and ask you if this is close. And she'll make some adjustments. And finally, she she shows you what the orig- what the final I, form will look like. And it, it looks... Bigger, bigger than that. Not bigger. <laughs> <laughs> she starts drawing on the side of the tree. I know I said he's Life a wizard, he's, he's got or... guns. He's got the big guns. You've got to get them. <laughs> so she gives you a, a very good depiction. Um, That's it. Perfect. When do you need it by? Um, sometime in the next couple of weeks would be great, if that's possible. Certainly. Thank you I much. will have them delivered to Kalen. I'll take them to Kalen, and you can pick them up there if you'd like. Or you can come back here. It's up to you. I don't mind either way. Whatever's easier for you, Dan. Oh, I like to take a little walk. I'll take them to Kalen. It's been a, it's been a little bit since I've seen him. Uh, two weeks. And okay. I don't know. How about your I'm firstborn? Like- no, I'm just joking. Um, Whoa! <laughs> um, run away, run away, run away. <laughs> I would have you plant two trees for each of the dolls. Okay. Any particular trees? No. All right. Deal. She continues drawing and not in a rude way, but in an absent-minded way. Loses track that you're there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's fine. I'm thinking I'm thinking in my head, Mike the player is thinking, if I can time this just right, then I can have dolls for the orphans for Christmas. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Um, uh, that's all I got. Other than you know, keeping an eye on the last laugh, checking in with the children, just generally. So you have filled in some blanks when it comes to the hierarchy of the last laugh. Ooh. And these are things that you really towards the end of uh, the end of the month, like because you had some other things you're doing and working on. And it yep. does take time to actually get names and figure out like where these people fall. And there are two names that you have most definitely figured out. One, everybody just calls him the fish. Um, and he was probably the one who hired or at least wrangled the four were rats that you fought outside of Oryx's bathhouse because he's also known to be a were rat. Gasp. And the other name is a young half-orc named Patch, who you distinctly remember being the uh, the field. Uh, what do they call those people that work on the grass and things like that? Uh, groundskeeper. Groundskeeper. Thank you, uh, Patch, the young, probably twenty-year-old half-orc groundskeeper of the orphanage. And we'll pick up here next week. Oh, no. <laughs> Save the children again. Revelation. We've got a good <laughs> We have a co-carry to uh, attend with. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So we have to kill Patch, but not in front of the children. <laughs> stand, stand up behind me. I'm catch him <laughs> yeah, stand outside the wall. And yes. like, Come here. <laughs> psst, psst, stab. Well, uh. the, the nice thing about hypnotic pattern is friendly fire isn't that bad. Yeah, they're not dead. <laughs> they're not dead. Just they're just dazzled. Yes. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, that was like. Two episodes of pure role play. That's pretty few and far between. I feel like though, when you go seven episodes in a row of just combat after combat after combat, you got to get some, you know, yes. some downtime and, and stuff time in there. So next week when we pick up, it will be at the end of the month. Just FYI, because that revelation that patch was uh, the groundskeep was something you literally found out in the last day. Um, and I, I think that's a that's a good opportunity for Tarathiel to bring the others in. Yes. As well. All right. Well, I hope everybody out there enjoyed yourself. Easter eggs, glad to have you. Thanks for joining yeah. us. Yeah. Welcome aboard. And we will see you all next Monday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard, non-daylight savings time. <laughs> Y'all have a good night. Yeah, thanks for stopping by and uh, swing by the Discord if you want to hang out. Anytime. You still have that? I don't. Do you still have it? No. Nope. I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> it's too late. We're already gone. Bye. 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 <laughs>